0: Hey, this is Kiran from the Sparking Entrepreneur Show and today we have Lisa Hesha with us. Lisa is a three-time number one best-selling author on Amazon, founder of the Soul Blazing Institute, brainchild behind the imposter model, founder of the Whispers from the Children's Arts Foundation. She has traveled for three decades to over 60 countries and on seven continents. She is an MA in spiritual psychology. She is a life coach, author, transformational speaker and a TV host. So with that said, let's hear it from Lisa herself. Lisa, welcome to the show.
1: Hi, so good to be here.
0: Very curious to know more about you, Lisa. Let's begin with your journey and tell us about what, what you started in coaching.
1: What got me started in coaching? I think I just had a, I grew up in San Diego for the most part, but under a Baghdad roof, under Baghdad rules. So there was five girls I have four sisters all within a year apart. And my dad was so strict, we couldn't go out and do the regular things that other kids could do. So it made me wonder why and what is he afraid of? Who are all the people he's protecting us from? So I think that got me interested in people who were outsiders talking to them. So I'd go meet them everywhere even hitchhike, <laughs> snuck out on a hitchhike to say, who are you? Why are you broke? Why are you driving this car? Why do you have tattoos? Why is your hair all scraggly? And what happened? And they would share their story. And I realized, wow, I don't have to fear these people. They're just living their life in a different way. And we're all the same. And which way is better? Who cares? It's whatever works for you. So I think that's when the curiosity started. And then when I moved to L.A., I wanted to be an actor because, again, I love the curiosity about what makes someone tick. So to dive into a character and develop this character and but I could not handle the business side of Hollywood after about a year and a half I'm out. The business side is so brutal with so much going on coming from my background. It was extra hard because whatever I did, it would reflect on 50 relatives. <laughs> I didn't even have a choice. I thought, who am I? What am I? What do I want to do? And then I saw Christiane Annapore on the news. She's a big newscaster, and she's an investigative journalist, and she's worked in war zones. And I thought, that's a cool job. And she was talking about the invasion, the war desert storm going on. So she said that, There's a bus now that takes you from Jordan to Iraq, and it stops five times. It's an 18-hour bus ride. And sometimes they kidnap Americans. And being very naive, I thought, oh, I could go there, get kidnapped. This is before ISIS had a name or any of those people had names. They were just like people who would kidnap for ransom. And so I thought I could get kidnapped then. Since I'm good with outsiders, because I did so much with that, I could talk to them and turn them from terrorists to humanitarians and write a book about it. And then I could become an investigative journalist. So that was my plan. So I went on this journey, went on the bus. Anytime someone came on, I'm like, me. I had baked cubic zirconia. Oh, this is for my uncle. I'm bringing all this money over. Nobody hurt me. Nobody did anything. Everyone couldn't be nicer. Yeah, that got me started. And then I ended up going to an orphanage there. And that orphanage, talking to the kids, saying, why does America hate us? Why does the world hate us? My dad died. My uncle lost his leg, this and that. And I, you know, after spending so much time with them, I said, I'll memorialize your words. I'm like, how am I going to do that? I'm just this kid who's lost myself. And I ended up going on a journey to in countries over five years, going to orphanages, then writing a book called Whispers from Children's Heart. Here it is. Yeah. So this was just a passion project. To then to give to people who matter to help kids and orphanages and help them find homes and help them just in any way they can, give more money. And then I decided to put my daughter in school in Barcelona for first grade. And I had this book. So I started speaking at schools. Then they took me to more schools and more schools throughout Europe. So all of a sudden I became a speaker. And being a speaker, people said, oh, you help us figure out this problem. Will you help these kids? Will you help this? So all of a sudden, now I'm a coach for kids. And then, so I did that for a while. And then I came back and thought, oh, I'm street smart and I have all these experiences. Well, don't I go get a degree. So I went back to school and got a master's in psychology. Then when you're doing your 3,000 hours, they put me in prisons. They put me in all these different places. And I started to say, oh, I have something unique that I know how to walk the fine line of really being strong with people and helping them shift without them getting upset or rebelling against me. So I thought I have, especially in prisons, I could tell you 10 stories, but that would take too long. That's another podcast. But it it worked out really great to do that. One of the prisoners gave me the name. She said, Lisa, you blazed my soul. And I thought, oh, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to become a soul blazer. And she was the bully of the prison that nobody could help for 17 years. So they're like, what did you do to her? I'm like, I don't know. I guess I blazed her soul. So that's when I changed my business to soul blazing. And I started with kids. And then I started doing high schools and then adults and then women's retreats, wherever I was called. I did not ever push a career. I evolved and allowed my career to find me. And I never pushed, oh, I've got to build my business. Let me pay someone thousands of dollars to help me. Do this and do that. For me, it was more organic of saying in my meditations, I meditate every morning and every night at sunrise and sunset. And if I miss it, I'll still get it in, but not maybe at that time if I'm traveling or whatever life gets in the way. But I think during that time when you could really just be with your own self and be with your own thoughts and connect to God or the universe and just say, who am I? What am I supposed to be doing in my life? and just wait for the answers and let them come to you. Your life is so much easier instead of asking everyone else, what should I do? What do you think? What do you think? It's too much noise. And whoever you're asking does not know what's best for you. Only you do. So the question would be, if you're working with a coach, you know, like people come to me all the time. Oh, how much do you cost? I want to come in and study with you because I want to be a millionaire. I want to do this. I'm like, I don't work with people who want to be a millionaire. I'll work with people who want to get ahead for fame or get ahead for some superficial reason. I said, because it'll never work. You have to walk barefoot on the grass. You have to connect to earth. You have to commune with nature, flowers, trees, even bugs and whatever. I think we're all one and you have to understand everything from a different perspective. And once you start feeling that you're one with the universe, all the answers start coming to you. It's like downloading oh, this is my next step. This is where I'm supposed to go. And you know when to say yes and when to say no because you get a vibration. You're tapped into this vibration that says, this is correct for me. Or no, something's gonna not work quite what for me in this direction. And you don't do it. I've turned down big conventions to speak at because I'm like, it's not my vibration. It's, they're too salesy and too, you gotta get this many people and you gotta sell. No, I don't wanna sell. And I don't want to get that many people. I want people who feel drawn and say, this is where I'm supposed to be. And then we work from that place, not about being famous, making money, building a career. It's about building you. And then once you build you and love who you are, you'll know next steps because you don't know next steps. When you come to me, you just know I'm lost or I'm broke or I'm unhappy. So relationships aren't working. So you can't just put a Band-Aid on that. You know what I'm saying? You have to go, who are you? And now let's, now you're going to unfold. who you're going to be in three months is going to be very different from I need this, I need that because you don't know what you need. You're too messed up to know what you need. We're also confused and we keep getting different messages and the cost of living is so high and friendships are far and few between for most people because everyone's just struggling to keep their life going and depression and anxiety and crime and everything.
0: Wow. Wow, Lisa. Before we move forward, let's introduce all three bestselling books. One of them we already know. What are two others and the new one which is coming?
1: Yeah, so this is Whispers from Children's Hearts. As, and the other one that I have next to me is this one. So these two are my um, strongest that have changed the lives of so many. And the next one is, it's called Under a Baghdad Roof, and which is very timely now. It is, let me see.
0: By the way, guys, the second book was, those who are listening to this, was Soul Blazing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Soul Blazing. How to transform your imposters into superpowers. Yeah, so it's about living a more purposeful, authentic life. And yeah, I think it's so important. So the next book is, I'll share just like the opening. It's much more intense. So Whispers was about, war and how children were displaced and how, oh, we don't care about you anymore, especially if you're maimed or hurt. They're just outsiders, outcasts. And someone I met opened up adoption in Iraq because usually they don't, Muslim countries don't allow adoption, especially to Westerners. So he opened it up to adopt cerebral palsy kids that nobody really wanted. And then that's when I went there and I thought, oh, let me see about adopting and let me see about all that stuff. So That book took me on a journey to understand about how kids are affected in war and how kids are affected with systems that are broken down. And then Soul Blazing is about fixing you coming from your authentic soul so you can help other people. So many people say, I want to do that, but I don't even have time to do that because my life isn't working. I got to fix me first. I'm going, okay, let me write a book about that. And so this one is, this is the first few lines. That's Armageddon, Titanic, and Godzilla were box office hits while people freaked out about Y2K and the end of the world. The Middle East was a big hot mess by then as we approached the end of the 20th century. Osama bin Laden declared jihad against Jews and Christians on the day I decided to go to Iraq to interview Saddam Hussein. So I wanted to, Saddam was the biggest power at that time. So I wanted to talk to him and say, why are there so many orphans? Why do you rule with an iron fist? Even though I get it, there's so many factions and so many people are strong and opinionated and we know the Middle East and you have to do that. But why the brutality? Why the, what would happen if you were gone? All these questions is what I had for him. So I went on this journey for a month to go there. And it was so enlightening. And that's when I tried to get kidnapped on the bus. That's when I went to the orphanage and it came up with that book. And I got to meet Tariq Aziz and Taha Ramadan as vice president to ask some of these questions. I did not get to meet Saddam or his children. They wouldn't let me meet his children. But it was an extraordinary experience. and. It taught me a lot about being a humanitarian and what's going on in the world and how everyone has these beliefs that are spilt in since they were born. This is how you have to be. This is how you feel. This is how you think. This is how you act. That kids are being brainwashed all over the world to fit what their parents feel. So I think there's no way of creating world peace or better humanitarian situations if Everyone is so locked into their belief, even with what's happening now with Israel and Palestine. I have friends on both sides, as you probably could imagine, and I'm listening to them. I'm like saying, no, Israeli friends, this is not blah, blah, blah. No, it's not. I'm trying to help them both say this is where everyone did wrong and this is where everyone did right. There's no right or wrong. It's just what is. And humanitarian crisis is wrong. Hurting other people is wrong the way people are murdered is wrong. And there's a lot of issues that came up to get us at that point. We have to try to understand each other and be fair around the world. Everyone needs has a right to live a life, a right to have a home, a roof over their head, and a right to at least rice and water or something. Everyone has a right to basic needs. I feel if you're a human being or an animal, everyone deserves to be treated with dignity and respect, regardless of your situation, is my belief, because I've met so many beautiful people all over. And it breaks my heart to say, this whole group is this and labeled, this whole group is that. There's no whole group. It's individuals who have different perspectives based on what they were taught and based on their personal experiences. And if we could all get to a point of, okay, these are our differences. This is what's happened who are we today? Let's be in the now. And how do we solve the problem instead of making it worse? And I think that's what needs to be done. Not governments fighting or I'll show you. We get nowhere. All these innocent people are dying and the rich and powerful are sitting in their safe houses while everyone else is, okay, I'll fight for you. And it's just super sad that the innocent ones are getting killed and slaughtered and their families are getting torn apart and the leaders are fine. And if you want to fight, you guys go on the front lines, put your kids on the front lines. And if you're not powerful enough or intelligent enough, or I don't know, it's so complicated having a place to bring people together and say, let's have a conversation. Both sides are wrong. How do we heal it instead of how do we continue wars? There's so many wars. Now they're saying uh, Armenians are going to go to war again in two weeks. China's going to go into Taiwan soon. Now North Korea's threatening really, nukes and Ukraine and Russia. And now, come on. Here in L.A., there's protests now. And in New York, there's protests. And my daughter's in school and they let everyone out because there's so much rage against one Jews or Middle Easterners. And it's just kill the Jews, kill the Middle Easterners. Stop people. These people in school have nothing to do with anything. <laughs> They're just trying to live their lives. It's just leading into all the small people where the leaders are just saying, we're going to do this and it's not right. So I'd love this book to touch on that and for every country to have a peace department instead of a war department and just say, how can all the leaders get together and say, let's create peace? We've all made mistakes. How do we make everybody happy? How does everyone get a home, land of their own in a place to, and food on their table, regardless if they make money or not? Everyone should deserve that in my opinion. I saw beautiful people, and some of my favorite people were the sheep herders and people who lived in the villages who had just had one egg, and they have all these kids. And they're like, oh, well, you're a guest. You could have the egg. I'm like, I don't want your egg. I <laughs> know everyone comes here and they get something. They worry worry Here, take this. I'm, I don't want that. All they had is like a little rug, a little TV. I don't need anything. I'm just coming to say, who are you? I want to understand you. Why do you think this way? What And they're just still beautiful inside. And for people to just blanket, all these people are X. You guys need to go and break bread with these people and understand them. if Everyone did that. And for leaders did that, our world could be a different place. But unfortunately, I think ego, which is what this book is about, all everyone's ego is fixed being right instead of being happy and being safe and worrying about people who don't have as much. Oh, you guys are just our soldiers. And they're brainwashed to think, oh, I get to be a soldier to fight for my country or this or that. It's, have them do it. You be safe, and their little families and their little kids, and everyone's like together, and they love each other, and they're a unit. So to destroy even one or two kids in any country in the world, it's tragic. It's just tragic.
0: Let's get to the client perspective now a little bit. Just about your clients. What are they struggling with? When should they reach out? There is a
1: Clients are, it changes all the time. At this time, they are all concerned with anxiety. COVID really threw everyone back, not being able to work for a couple of years. So I had to rebuild my business. Prices are going up and everything from gas and food, all your basic needs, rent to buy a house, everything is in a really bad place. Position. So people are saying, I need coaching. I can't even afford coaching. I don't know where to go. I don't have the money for this. I'm now living with three roommates or four roommates where they had their own place before. Homelessness is huge now. So people are just trying to go, I need a system to help me get back in alignment with who I am and to get back on my feet. And that's one set of clients. The other set are people who are doing really well. And these are like the top 5%, people who are running big companies and doing amazing things around the world, they're trying to say, how can I shift from I need to make more money to how do I spend my money and make the world a better place? So they're forming groups of humanitarian aid of how can I'm never going to be able to spend 500 million or a billion dollars. How can I give back and create structures and places where there's a bunch of coaches for free and let people come in and get help? It's, it's both and people are worried now about World War three is one of the biggest things of how can I even focus on getting a job when all this is going on? So I think again, my biggest resource that each of us has that's free is meditation. And it sounds so corny, but when you meditate and you take time to be in nature and you take time to journal your thoughts. Everyone's, oh, but I want to be happy. It's not about being happy. It's about being at peace. And people are not at peace right now. So if they could find a place to be at peace, their life can work out when you're filled with, you don't understand, I've got this problem and that problem and this and that. They can't come from a place to actually solve problems. They're putting band-aids on and making it worse. And the relationships are falling apart, which is another thing clients are having marital issues or issues with their children. A lot of their children are being pulled away from them. They're saying the school system is pulling them away. Then the gender identity thing is huge right now. They're saying the schools are pulling them away and saying, just don't talk to your parents then. So the um, relationship between parents and kids are not as strong. So all these concerns that have not been here a couple of decades ago are really heightened at this time. So it's really fear, anxiety and lack of connection. Yeah. So it's about forming groups. I have three groups now of different people who from U.S., from Asia and Europe, where people could come together and on Zoom and we all talk and talk about our issues and problems. And that's free to have a safe place for community to get help. And between 20 or 30 people, someone could help you or you get good advice. So I think just a structure like that. And in Los Angeles, we're creating that too. I have something twice a month, biweekly, a group of 20 of us who live in the neighborhood. Let's get together and stay connected. If anything happens, we could call on each other, that kind of thing. Nobody feels alone because there's a lot of people who live by themselves and a lot of people who have too many people living with them. So it's like everything. So it's really about clearing your head and knowing it is what it is and being in the now and getting rid of your anxiety through breath work, meditation. And it seems like, oh, who has time for that? That's my biggest thing. I don't have time for that. I'm too busy stressing out. But but if you don't take the time for that, you're going to make poor decisions. So my routine is you wake up in the morning. I write a text. I do mind, body, heart, soul. So mind, I read a passage from a book, something that's positive or going online, looking at real, something that's positive. I text to somebody I love and say, I love you and put love into the world. I do my stretches. Sometimes I do whole workout routines, but if I don't have time, whatever, I think you have to do everything for at least 30 seconds just so you stay in the practice. Okay, I don't want to work out today because I've got this going on, so I'll stretch. Two minutes, just, okay, I did it. And uh, meditation, even if it's one minute and breath work, just breathe three times deep breaths. And once you start doing that, then you could do it longer and you realize the importance of that and you put more into that than you do if you just, oh, I don't have time today and don't do it at all. So if you do that, I try to make my bed every day just so that's part of my day's done. And you feel like you completed something. If you work out, you completed something. You did your meditation. And I do that before I drive my daughter to school. So by the time seven o'clock comes, I've already meditated, exercised. And I get up at five, though, and doing this stuff. And then I feel, wow, already I got so much done. But now my head's on straight. So when I'm driving and there's crazy drivers, instead of going, fuck you, it's just like, oh. Peace beyond you. Something happened in your life that's making you crazy this morning. You don't get rattled. You don't go, and you're not late because I always leave. She has to be at school at eight thirty. I leave at seven, and it's a thirty minute drive. Oh, we have time. Let's go get a coffee, maybe if we want, or let's get to school early. Let's sit and have a conversation. Let's take side streets instead of the freeway, so we could. This is our time, and that kind of thing. So it's I created like community and bonding during that time, and so you just rework your day to bring less stress, more positivity, and uh, be able to handle situations in a rational way. And if anybody does that, any listener, just doing that will change your life. 90 days, it'll change your life. A book I just finished is, it's going to be on Amazon soon. Now they're just doing the graphics. It's a 90-day love journal. It's about how to go in and nurture yourself so you can nurture someone else. If you don't take care of you, you can't take care of someone else because you're going to be a basket case and anxiety. I don't have time and you're always busy. You're busy being frustrated, busy with anxiety, busy trying to figure out your problems, solving other people's problems. and But if you go in, so I wrote what I do and these exercises and these prompts and how to build community, everything you're saying. What do people want? They want to build community. Loneliness is huge right now. And even people who are choosing to isolate feel lonely and they're choosing to isolate because they forgot how to be part of a group or they don't have the patience to deal with all of the problems of other people. They say they're too much of an empath that they can't take it all in. But if you do this kind of work, you could handle anything because you don't let it go into you. You Observe it. One of those things is soul. Stop. Observe. Understand and liberate. So you go. Oh, here's just an issue. Stop. You really understand what it is. Observe it. Then once you understand it, you could be liberated from the stress of it. You're just going. It just is. People are panicking now all over because of everything that's happening. Even I, again at my daughter's school yesterday, was heard a Jewish person today. None of the Jewish kids went to school. A handful. They got picked out. Who does that? Who creates that? So instead of me going, oh, be afraid to go to school, even though she's not Jewish, be afraid because I'm going, no, go there and be the light. Go there and be the peacemaker. Go there and vibrate at a level that you bring joy. Still, people are hurting. Be bring joy. Don't be afraid. Stand in that power. And parents are saying, I'm going to keep my kids home. I'm like, I'm not because my kid is going to bring joy and bring peace. Wow, it was sillier not. But when you have that mentality, a flip switches where you don't have anxiety all day. What's happening? Is this going to happen? Is that going to happen? Borrowing sorrow from tomorrow.
0: Wow. Lisa, there is a lot more to speak with you, but in today's podcast, because we have limited time, people would love to know what are some ways of reaching out to you. So please mention all ways of reaching out to you and then we get the
1: Instagram at Lisa Haysha, That's L-I-S-A. H A I S. And I'm also on YouTube, a website at least Lisa, lisaheisha.com. So, everything just my name. If you know my name, I'm on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, everywhere. I got off Twitter because that's so negative. So, <laughs> once Elon Musk took it over, it's no, I'm good. But I'm on everything else. Yeah.
0: Lisa Heisha, it is, guys, lisaheisha.com. Do check it out. So, that was today's episode of the Sparking Entrepreneur Show because of the limited time. We are going to conclude the episode here, but we will try to get Lisa back again. But for today, thank you so much, Lisa, for such a great conversation. It was a pleasure. And you are as sweet as nectar to the ear. So thank you.
1: Thank you. Yeah, maybe I could come back and share the journal and walk them through of how to create their best life.
0: Totally, totally. For today, that was it. I am your host, Kiran Agrab, signing off for the day. You guys take care. Bye,